It is February 7th, 2022. Welcome to episode 61 of Stop Skeletons from Podcasting. Hey, it's me. I'm Derek. Hello. I'm Grace. <laughs> no emotion. <laughs> Not, We're I wasn't completely prepped. land. No, no, just. Okay, we can't have bias, Grace. We got to have no emotion. All right. Got to be completely in the beige. Right Hi, in the middle. I'm Grace. Dragon boy lover extraordinaire. Grace, you're making me laugh and I can't be biased like that. <laughs> okay. You want no bias? <laughs> no. You want completely objective reactions yes. to completely objective Welcome things? Welcome to a podcast that is a waveform you are listening to uh, in your ears. Mm-hmm. And you are welcome. Yep. Thank, How you. Many- Thank you for listening. <laughs> okay. I am breathing oxygen and processing it in my lungs. Um, and uh, at night, I uh, have REM cycles that my brain uh, will process through dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get up and I consume food in the breakfast morning. Oh, good for you. Well, hey, what's up? It's Derek. How are you guys? I've done that doing? before. It's February 2022, man. Yeah. Uh, the groundhog died. Oh, yeah. The one in New Jersey died. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what that means. I think it just means a creature died. But it's funny to think that um, something might happen. Hopefully, just get a new groundhog. Yeah. Oh, that's the only thing that happens. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, you were talking about dreams. And what's really funny is that I was affected pretty strongly by a dream mm-hmm. this week. I had a dream where I was in college. Don't worry, everybody. I'm not going to like do a very detailed description of this dream, which is all like the worst. You're already, you're, you're already like taking too much. Just You know what? I was in college. It kind of just was doing this thing or whatever. And yeah. I'm, I'm in this oeuvre, this like stress <laughs> dream, classic school oeuvre of dream. And I wake up from the stream and I'm kind of like, man, that was a time. And then I remembered how much fun Castle Crashers is. Just like a big, like a, like a, yeah. like being in the splash zone at SeaWorld of my dream. It just like hit me in the face, like Castle Crashers is the best. <laughs> and so yeah. um, I, we got some friends over on Saturday. We got, got some popcorn popped, mm-hmm. add some pizzas in some ovens. It was like good old fashioned, like, yeah, we were playing Castle Crashers. And I was like, oh, hold on. We can't do the next uh, uh, level, guys. I need to go and like, get the pizza ready and it just like felt like we were like for 20 somethings in a dorm again and it was frozen pizza from it's, costco we're gonna party you know? like it's 2008 yes in this house also i'm not sure if if, if everyone knows this castle crashers fucking rules man that is a, a solid fun brawler game still fun mm-hmm. uh and i i hadn't played it since probably like 2008 yeah 2009 probably since it was like a new uh xbox game and i was playing it at my friend's house we were making music together mm-hmm. that was probably the last time i played it yeah and you played it a little sooner than or more recent than that right grace probably i mean like probably like 2009 oh yeah so about like, the same around the same time it's just it's a good co-op game it really like most kind of like party games i sort of hate like like stress hives hate (laughs) like you know mario party just makes me upset like i literally had an emotional breakdown the last time i played mario party with Uh, anyone we we have a friend group that we often get together and play fortune street um despite the fact that like it's we all kind of hate it but we all just are competitive and play but in it we all love the idea of maybe winning at fortune street we all dread the fact that it'll take three hours six hours no not six hours it's it's forever it's 
it's like time stops and mm-hmm. becomes just a void yeah. once Fortune Street gets played. <sighs> but but well, Castle Crashers. Yeah, st- stay with me, Grace. Stay with Castle Crashers. Okay. Stay with Castle Crashers. All right, I'm here. No, it, it's... Uh, it, it's... It's it, and also gameplay wise, it is such a solid game. However, it is such gosh. a such a product of mid two thousands Newgrounds humor. Well, it made me want to get. I mean, we bought it on the Switch because it's portable, and that way we can take it over to Derek's niece and nephew's house yeah. and potentially play it because it is, I don't know, perfect for a child. <laughs> I forgot that the whole second level is just a series of poops. Yeah, everything is pooping. <laughs> Just and then like there's there's a pooping. deer poops and it like rocket poops away, you know, and then you're you're doing your battle toads, uh, you know, hovercraft, but you're on pooping deer. Well, and it's also it's kind just, of it's an amazing game because I feel like it passes the mom test of could I hand this to my mom and my mom could figure it out. Sure. But also there's a ton of nuance with combos and magic and all of this other crap. It's maybe one of like the beat-em-ups I've enjoyed most ever. Not that I'm an expert mm-hmm. on beat-em-ups or anything. Like I've played Sailor Moon R, mm-hmm. played the Simpsons Arcade recently. There's numerous Simpsons Arcade machines <laughs> around here, it turns out. Yeah. Like, you know, I played River City Ransom. I mean River City Girls, I mean Yeah, River City Girls, Sorry, yeah. The superior version. <laughs> it's actually not. <laughs> I feel like River City Girls is a game that I should enjoy. But there was something about it I just found incredibly dull. The, just the combat itself and a lot of the writing. I wasn't. Yeah. I wanted to like it so bad, but it, it ended up the style just wasn't enough to carry it for me, mm. unfortunately. But the man, the style's really good. But, but Castle Crashers really is is it, it has enough variety uh, with the levels, and also uh, it really leans heavy in the RPG aspect. Like when when you as you level up and you get new moves, it does change your ability to just like mess fools up. And as you get better weapons and you get your cool your your pets, your creatures, you get the animals. There's a lot of things for like buffing up your character, and the stakes are low because what the four of us we got to a boss and we got our asses handed to us. So it's like all right, let's just go back and grind through this level. Did that three or four times, or went leveled up a few times, then went back and had better magic and stuff, and then we steamrolled over that boss, and it was like the the pacing just felt fine. It yeah, was, it was just like it's good. I was like, I was like, I discovered way late that like you can jump in the air and like just combo dudes if you can kind of get them in the right get corner. Get that juggle tech. You can get that crazy juggle stuff. Um, I didn't find that out till like way later. Maybe you couldn't even unlock it until you're higher level. I don't know. Uh, it's like yeah, if, if you want that depth, it's there. But they just want to like hit buttons and look at animals pooping, like, <laughs> uh, or like they had this. Th- there's at one point there's a a, a guy repairing a catapult uh, with using a big wrench. I think that's really funny. It's a wooden catapult. We're we're back in the you know medieval times, and here's a dude with a wrench. Very fun, very fun joke. Uh, the first first boss like is a big guy, and then like behind him, someone breaks the door down, and an even bigger guy shows up. Great fun misdirection. Solid, solid goofs all the way through. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of perfect for a kid. And it's sort of ironic that I've, I guess I was a child when I played them because I found them extreme. I found it extremely funly. I still find it pretty funny, but it is. There's just like little reminders of the era you're playing. Like I'm playing where we got the remastered version on the switch, like I said, and I'm so we have a few. I guess we have some of the DLC included. I've been playing as Pink Knight, Mm -hmm. which is just ripped straight pure 
Neon Cat era yeah. internet yeah, yeah. kawaii bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so, when, when, yeah, when you are charging funny. up your magic little hearts go around you yeah. and you shoot rainbows and do a peace sign. Uh, to me, it's 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 a it's funny on on its surface level, just very silly and has a good tone throughout. So it's always it's always trying to have fun and and is being fun, but it is also a time capsule and it's a bit nostalgic. I immediately after our, our meeting on Saturday, uh, there's a thing you can go on. Well, quick quick tangent here on YouTube. If you want to look up something, but like look up something that was posted like I don't know in 2005 or 2006. Uh, you just put before colon 2008, 2007, no space. And whatever you were searching for, you'll just find 15, 16, 14 year old videos. And you can type in something like castle crashers and be like people at PAX 2006 at like the behemoth booth previewing castle crashers. And I think that shit is so cool. Mm-hmm. I think it is so see people like making uh, 35 second videos because they were using a digital camera that only films for 35 seconds because <laughs> that was the technology we had back then or people like with their flip phones like taking pictures or taking video on that and oh i i should have known this search trick before we actually like we both learned it last week someone on twitter helpfully yeah I, like I, helped I, us out no, a couple weeks ago because i did go back and i found a bunch of old cell phone and zebo uh, stuff. Yeah. But I so wish I would have known this trick a little earlier yeah. in like the Zebo production. Doctors hate this one trick. Mm-hmm. But I love it. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. I think it's just really fun to go back and type a just just a topic and then sort by upload date and then scroll down until you find the very first thing that the first Nintendo video, you know, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. The first time someone played Nintendogs. Just all, all the Nintendo yeah. DS videos from yesteryear. Just, oh, love just them. Just type in Final Fantasy and see how many people made <laughs> AMVs. <laughs> Bring oh me the light in Lincoln right. Park. We were watching. <laughs> so many. Like, seriously, go to YouTube, type in Final Fantasy space before 2007. Mm-hmm. And it is just an unending barrage of contemporary or re uploaded uh, people making Final Fantasy supercuts. To bring me to life by uh, Evanescence and oh, you know, yes. numb by Lincoln Park and stuff like oh, that, breaking so the habit. Good. So many. I was actually thinking I should do that on the on the, just go on our Discord because like I couldn't stream something like that because I'd probably get pulled off. Before I had to do it on the Discord and be like, hey, let's go digging for the first. Yeah, the first like w- the first time someone puts some, what's the the oldest surviving Nintendo DS video, you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, I think that shit's hella fun. It's good. It's good stuff. But anyway. Castle Crashers. Well, I mean, I feel a little guilty that I'm playing Castle Crashers because there are so many games, you know, capital yeah. G games out there to play. Um, however, it's been difficult because there's been so much, I feel like, buzz around of like retro D makes or retro up makes or whatever. It's like we got Resident Evil 4 HD mod just yeah. came out. We yeah. got Bloodborne, Bloodborne, D-Make, PS1 D- version. 
Which finally. Is, which is basically just like a, a Nightmare Creatures mod. Well, but it's like finally Bloodborne gets the 60 FPS remake we all deserve. <laughs> finally. Bloodborne, 60, 60 frames, 4K. Uh, looking like a PS1 butt game. Oh, so yes. beautiful. So, so I, I was saying years ago, like when uh, pixel-based throwback games were like a dime a dozen, just couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting a dozen of them, right? And I was like, I'm waiting for low poly PS1. You know, I, I want to see games that look like Jumping Flash. And I think that just is a little more difficult to do. That's the reason why pixel-based stuff is just it's 2D versus mm-hmm. 3D. It's literally, it is smaller and easier to make a 2D thing. Um, but over the years, yeah, there's been lots of really good low poly stuff. Uh, Puppet Combo also does a lot of fantastic horror games and low poly um, but I, yeah, this, this Bloodborne demake, I really need to get my, I need to play it. I keep, I keep kind of forgetting about it. Yeah. Um, and I think if we were a little more on our shit, if we weren't really like. And we, like, we and, and, you and I tend to like turtle up a little bit yeah, and like get in our hidey hole. Well, also we could probably talk a little bit about, um, we are in February here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, you know, this is our first got like full month of the Patreon going monthly. Yeah. And, uh, we are, um doing the final final edits on the uh, first Zebo video. Mm-hmm. But I will say, man, um, we spent January taking it kind of easy. And you know what? You don't have a crushing deadline. When you were used to having a crushing deadline for seven years, <laughs> and suddenly you don't have that crushing deadline That's anymore. Uh, y- y- yeah. Um, so we're readjusting to that. We, we, yeah, it has been... We've been trying to get back to work and... Uh, we have been going back to work, but not quite at the full steam that I think we need to be doing. It's uh, it also, but but then again, the upside of that, no crushing deadline. Well, it was really funny. I was having a hard time figuring out what to do with myself until we were talking about this one video that needs to get made, and Derek pointed out that we needed a spreadsheet, and I was like, "Are you new here?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got this. No, I was, I was like, I made, I made a spreadsheet. Yeah. And you were like, well, I'll take it from here. You, you color coded it, <laughs> added more columns. You moved columns around. I did. I was like, wait, I'm trying to spreadsheet where that, where we captured footage of. You moved it all the way to the left. Come on. Yeah. Grace, I put it to the right. I put it. Come on. Well, I, that's where I need, because I, for my, for my notes. It's like, well, it's like, <laughs> it's you, when, you, this it's way. like when your creative partner's like moving the columns around. Am I right, folks? Am I right? Is this thing on? Yeah. Um, I have very strong um, spreadsheet opinions. You do. And I think that was... Uh, here's the thing. Okay. So Literally. sometimes <laughs> sometimes there are projects that I kind of start and I'm like, okay, this will just be me. I'm, you know, And they, they say, you know, if you want to move fast, go alone. If you want to move far, go together, right? Uh, and this project what if you want to go slow and nowhere at the same time well here's the thing (laughs) so i i had like a notes folder or a notes um a general notes document and this spreadsheet that i was working on and it only existed so that i knew what was up and then grace was like okay i'm ready to jump on the project and then she was just like chewing me out for like this is not how you these are terrible notes this is not how you (laughs) these bullet points are bad it's like i didn't Make them for you, Dad. Okay. <laughs> it's like I've taught you how to make notes that make me feel happy. For, yeah, you. For but we. I, I was but happy. it makes everyone happy. To make, oh yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's the obvious best way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, things are things are going. Finally, I am so ready to not think about this project 
ever again. And that's how you know that you're almost done with the video. It's yeah. just like... I'm kind of getting sick of this fucking Zebo. <laughs> we're in the final throes of it. And we're just like... I'm thinking about the next few projects. Yeah. But whereas before, like last week, I couldn't really think about what we were going to do next. And I was sort of stressed out about it. But now it's just like boom, boom, boom. And I, that's how you know it's ready. The... Yeah, we'll see how how it all comes together. But yeah. I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing about it too. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it to get out. Yeah. Yeah. But we are making, uh, the, I, I'm trying to make the best SIBO videos the internet will ever see. God damn it. Mm-hmm. But it's these things, these things take time. Yeah. And it's, you know, also thank you to all our Patreon supporters who have given us this opportunity to, uh, allow us to take our time, make sure we can give you the, uh, uh, the best thing we can but it's it's uh this whole damn patreon and this channel has always been a, like a, a work in progress mm-hmm. um we've always been kind of making it up as we go along so uh that that and that is going to continue <laughs> but you know who else is making it up as they go along mm. all these video game companies buying all these other video game companies oh yes yeah. grace you hear the breaking news breaking news uh the day after the we nyt recorded- bought wordle <laughs> <laughs> the breaking ul- news the ultimate purchase for the low seven figures apparently i heard that you can go back and just play old wordle and so i i i they bought wordle yeah which is the hot new thing mm-hmm. and uh i was under the impression that like okay it's gonna get paywalled for people who don't know wordle is a word guessing game i guess that has is very popular with people on twitter yeah it's very clever Basically, people who like words and also have mm-hmm. attention issues. It like is, th- those are the people this game is just like crack to. It is very clever and it is also very easy to share. And it's free mm-hmm. and it's a web page so that there's no ads. There's nothing. It's just the pure word experience. It's like, yeah, it's such a pure Internet thing. But I was under the impression that like they or they they picked ahead like the next like five hundred words. They're already in the, the hard they're already like hard coded into the website. And you can go back and play old Wordle. So I was kinda under the impression that like for the next like year or so, there might be about two years worth of free Wordle. So that's good news. But also what it's what I think is maybe bad news. Is all these game companies buying all these game companies? Yeah. Um, you know the obvious, the obvious thing was the Activision thing, which Microsoft uh, buying Activision. Yeah, which the the weird reaction to that is people being excited that like, oh, this means that like my new favorite <laughs> games might come back, and it's like probably not, bro, <laughs> because that they or if it does come back, maybe not in the way you'd hope. Yeah, like. Spyro's Spyro's back, but it's a Fortnite skin. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <yeah>. or, <laughs> it's or, like this weird monkey. Or the pop. other big thing, it's like Bungie is 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 you know bought by uh by by Sony, and it's like oh cool, that means they can make a kill zone. It's like they might, but also Gorilla is very Who busy. Who cares with the about kill zone? I, I, that's what I know. I, okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I, as soon as that, that question came exactly. out, I wanted. That's I wanted. Kind of what I thought. Can I take it back into my mouth? But <laughs> like, well, well, hold on. Let's 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 give these people the floor then, because I saw that exact thing. Like, yes, I heard the gorillas making a new Killzone game on the side. 
Uh, and it's is that like, a real rumor? I don't know. That's crazy. I heard it on Twitter, Grace. So okay, it's probably real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see it on TikTok, Grace. That's how you know it's real. But Sony didn't buy Bungie so that they could not get some Destiny. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. And, and also, it'd be great to be wrong because, hey, if there's Destiny and there's uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon, whatever I mean, the new. It's definitely going to be some kind of shooter and but if probably Destiny, some sort. Horizon, and Killzone, everyone wins, right? That'd be great. But n- n- probably not, bro. Probably not. You know, if Coke bought Pepsi, they wouldn't kill Pepsi. They'd sell you both, you know? Uh, and Destiny is still a thing that exists. Destiny still is a community that people really care about. Um, like that, that's still a game that is, you know, moving numbers. It isn't quite Final Fantasy 14 and Fortnite numbers, but like, you know, Destiny ain't, Destiny ain't shit. Uh, it was worth a couple billion, right? I guess. Um, I just think that that's kind of, you know, people talking about this multi-platform, what's, what's Xbox, what's Microsoft going to do with Call of Duty now that they own Activision? It's like they're probably gonna put it on Game Pass. It'll be on PS5 and PC, but also Game Pass, and you can buy it on PS5 and you can buy it on Xbox, but it'll probably be on Game Pass. Yeah. And so, like that, like that—that's gonna be huge. Um. So I guess that's the way thing I'm waiting to hear about is how will how much of all this new Activision purchase, all of this is just gonna be dumped on the Game Pass. Because if there is some kind of deal where Call of Duty cannot be a Game Pass exclusive thing, then I think that that's probably better for the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... Well, and there's also no way that that's going to happen. I mean, I think they have contractual obligations to get certain things onto the PlayStation. Yeah. But I think after that, it'll just be on oh, PC. And, you know what yeah, I mean? and of course, yeah, PC is on Game Pass. I guess I, I meant, uh, I should have said Steam. Um, but yeah, it's... It's ridiculous, and... Um, it just sets a terrible precedent. I mean, in all things. I mean, when you kind of, like, look at the movie industry, I guess, like, consult, like, you know, all of these franchises consolidating under Disney, I think, was pretty bad Yeah. for everybody. I guess if you still like Marvel stuff. I'm, I'm sort of biased, because I just... they. It's not the kind of movie I like already. (laughs) So I, you know, I'm just going to be like rolling my eyes whenever there's a new Marvel movie out. But I know a lot of people really love the Marvel franchise and that's great. Oh, they love that Spider-Man. But it also means that there's not other stuff that's able to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Fox has to release things that aren't Fox flavored anymore. They're Disney flavored now. And it's just, it's a bummer. We are, we do have an FTC right now under Biden that's a lot more antitrust friendly than other ftcs in the past however antitrust has always been kind of a joke yes in this country and also like uh, microsoft got in trouble with this 20 years ago it's like partly the reason why uh bill gates kind of stepped down right hmm. he was like he's no longer ceo and he was like cfo or something like that or was like Something I like think he that. was just on the board. For yeah, a while. but he was no longer like technically running it. Uh, but he was still like the he was still on Time Magazine. And I guess yeah, that was ta- maybe the last big antitrust thing yeah, that happened. Yeah, <laughs> the other one besides that is when Trump was like trying to block that CNN deal AT and T thing, and it was purely just because he was mad at, about the cover. <laughs> like that's that you know. Wasn't there something else like two phone companies trying to to, to buy each other, and it was. <laughs> 
I don't yeah, know. and then they were like, Weirdly, "Okay, Directv, you have all these airwaves," and then it everyone just promises not to, you know, consolidate competition. I mean, so anyway, 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 again, it's like it's bad. Yeah, it, there's it's always a, bad. also this idea of like, well, I trust you know Phil Spencer. It's like I don't know Phil. Phil does seem like you know one of the good ones, um, which is a carefully crafted persona. Yes, I mean, he he does seem to say one thing and then do that thing he's he does seem to be like a a very rare kind of uh like when reggie retired from nintendo um and that kind of old old garb when iwata passed away and reggie stepped down it was like man it's sort of like a an era of just high level video game people carrying themselves in a very specific and unique way publicly and Phil Spencer kind of carries that um, vibe as well. But then he, again- he's also, I think, one of the only game executives that kind of has a personality at the moment or has a public face yeah. at the moment. There really isn't anyone else who hasn't like been around. He's for also a got a talk game. I mean, like you can say what you want about uh, Don Matrick, but like, dude, we made the joke in the video. Dude was so not charismatic, charismatic. I mean. Um, and like, you know, just looking at the surface level of their, of the, you know, their immediate character. Yeah. Phil Spencer in front of a camera, which is way more charismatic. He's just got, he's got a personality. He's got a charm. He's got a talk game. Um, and so he, he knows he can do that too. It's, I don't know. I just, uh, I just, I stay cynical about this stuff. I can't, I can't go fanboy about it. Well, and um, also we haven't seen Microsoft produce a good game. <laughs> In a while, I'm, I'm laughing because it feels kind of mean to say that, but well, like Halo, just, like Halo right now dude, is having all these problems. Like there's no new content. It's not selling very well. People aren't really playing it as yeah. much as they were. It, it had a really good launch. Halo Infinite would definitely had a moment two months ago. Um, I would say that Gears 5 has been fucking phenomenal for a while. And but it's but no one. Can, it's, not, yeah, but Gears, it's, Gears is not the, 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 yeah, the name it used to be. No, it's not like For, they, Forza Horizon's a big, big deal. But I mean, yeah, we're scraping by like trying to think of what with these new acquisitions also i guess like maybe honestly maybe the one that i can think of is like hellblade <laughs> but i think they were are already that was already being made before they were purchased yeah i think like yeah, hellblade is similar to also um like cuphead like they had a lot of they, they, they basically just bought the rights to publish the game yeah but it did come to other places so they got the exclusivity and they kind of helped. The, <laughs> I don't know. Rise, son of Rome, to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not. Oh, Psychonauts two. Psychonauts two. That's a great. You know yes. what? Thank you. That that is the one we're missing. It's because Fig, that, I, that, because that fig didn't turn out that great, huh? Yeah, Fig. <laughs> fig. If, if you, people people probably I forgot this, but Psychonauts two was originally. Uh, launched on this like Kickstarter like thing called Fig, but the idea was that like you are you are buying shares in the game, so you are pledging, but you were also investing in it. So if the game does well, you'll get a return on it or something like yeah. that. And I don't recall what like that... a modern NFT scam exactly. Yeah, but it I was, wouldn't. It was I don't weird. know if I would call it a scam, but it it certainly seemed like not a good i. It it did not seem like a good i. I didn't put money down on it. No. I don't think it wasn't an enticing idea. And also it was like a lot of people left Double Fine to start Fig so that they could make a Double Fine game. And then they got bought by 
Microsoft. I don't know whatever came of that. I guess, well, Psychonauts 2 came of it and people seem to really like that. Um, but you're right when it comes to, I guess like Microsoft's, uh, maybe to their credit, they're kind of hands off, you know, in a way that like EA and Activision are like, we bought you. Uh, well, all after, right. Well, after Rare and Matrix, I feel like. Well, even like Rare was sort of like they to. didn't they didn't know what to really do with Rare, and Rare was just like, okay, we'll make grab by the Ghoulies, and we'll make this cool, we'll make a Banjo Kazooie game that's good, but no one wanted. Um, and then uh, they made a bunch of Avatar Connect stuff. Mm-hmm. It kind of got the sense that just they they just weren't really they didn't have that knowledge to know how to like run those types of uh those types of companies types of uh developers and so maybe they are kind of hands off and it's like okay well you work for us now um and we'll just get a cut of the check yeah we'll do you, the thing we'll keep going i guess uh you know we'll see yeah we'll see they they they, they, they certainly seem you know, like ea when ea would buy companies it was always like oh no because they would like just get the whip would be cracked on them, and then they put a game out that kind of sucked, and they'd be like, "Well, well, that sucked," and then they just shut them down. Yeah. And Microsoft doesn't seem to be doing that. No, yet at least. Yeah. We're we're kind of still in the golden, quote unquote, golden period where we're hovering in that liminal state before any of the games that are from you know as a result of this purchase or should yeah. be made have come out. I guess like. Is I think maybe the soonest one is supposed to be Starfield for or Ghost, Bethesda. Ghostwire Tokyo is also going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's also a Bethesda game. Yeah, or Tango Game Works uh, specifically. Well, but they're owned but by like, Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, and I'm not really sure. Apparently, they, like uh, Frats in the chat is pointing out, they are apparent. They always say that Microsoft lets them be autonomous. I'm not really sure how much it's it's hard to say like how much of that is true because you still got like a deadline yeah you know um so but yeah but no one's being forced to make the connect happen or anything like that so they are or they're i guess the better example is no one's being forced to be on hololens or anything or the more current example we talked about rare also when we we, when we've researched the connect and and, uh, stuff about rare the Kind of like the story at the time was like, oh man, Rare fucked up so bad with nuts and bolts, Banjo Kazooie. They uh, got demoted to having to work on Connect stuff, and apparently that's not true. They were willing and ha- happily working on the Connect. Um, that I, I was kind of shocked to hear that they were really excited too. They went on that project and did did pretty well for themselves. Ten foiled I suppose. their whole, ba- whole barn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, it's. I, the conversation seems to always devolve, devolve into like, well, Microsoft seems like one of the good ones. And I'm like, I don't know. None of these are the good ones. Mm-hmm. I just, the, the, the relationship we have with these companies, you know, is not, they're, they're not family. <laughs> <laughs> these people, PC will want our money and we are happy to give it to them. Uh, but yeah, I've said before, you know, you don't, nobody should, I understand why people, uh, why, why, why the console wars exist. It's because like you decide to buy one or the other and then naturally you want to be happy with your purchase. And so you're just like, yeah, I'm a diehard Pepsi fan because I 
didn't get Coke. It doesn't really matter. You know, I got Xbox because that was the cheaper one or whatever. Uh, and so, yeah, Xbox all the way. Sony sucks. Um, outside of that, there's no reason to really like any one of these companies over the other. Not to mention the whole Bobby Kodak situation. And like half the reason I feel like this Activision thing was able to happen was because shit was on fire at Activision. And then, you know, the upper management doing less than nothing, worse than nothing uh, to correct a, a lot of the uh, cultural issues with the company. Um, you know, that guy's going to get so many golden parachutes out of this shit. Uh, and so that was also part of the reason why this thing happened in the first place. I don't know. It's I just don't see it as a huge positive, to be honest. Yeah. No, there's yeah, there's not really many angles where it's like, this is great. Mm -hmm. It's but, you know, it's change happens. I, you know, the industry changes like consoles probably aren't going to be around for much longer. I'm still waiting on my playdate pre-ordered. You know, things happen. Uh, Well, we'll see how this plays out. I guess if nothing else, it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. And I one thing that's really great about games versus like the example we started out with of movies like Disney buying Fox and Marvel and Star Wars and all that stuff mm-hmm. is um, at least a lot of there are tons of low scale, you know, indie games that will still come out and will yeah. still happen. And luckily, the PC space is really open and it's not. Like, we're not going to deal with things getting locked down and there will still be, like, cool games happening in a way that I think for film and TV, it's a lot harder because, you know, you just need a lot more people to make a TV show or a movie than you do yeah. games generally, depending on, you know, of course, their scale of whatever. But I think I, I hope this this is the return of, like, the, you know, the A game of triple A game, but like the like I was I, I started playing. I feel th- like Ghostwire is kind of like a double A game. I was or like say, something like Sifu or I was going to say uh, I was playing Death Store recently. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That, ga- that game. I and like that. that game has like all the kind of like attitude and swagger of like a uh, indie game. You know, I you probably could not kickstart a game like Death Store without also getting, you know, you can raise like four or five million on Kickstarter. You need a publisher to also match that, you know, uh, but that's fine. That's great. I think the game is fantastic. And um. It's just like a smaller scale game. Uh, the aesthetic is really cool. I, the combat is, uh, I don't want to say like low stakes, but there's a, it can be more niche. It doesn't need to be so broad. Mm-hmm. Um, I want more of those games, you know, like would Hollow Knight count, you think? As maybe like an, a, a, a single A game, but it, it is indie, but like that game's huge. Oh, yeah. Um, and people, people die for that sequel, right? Uh, but I would imagine, like, when whenever the hell this new Hollow Knight comes out, uh, I would imagine it's going to do numbers very close to similar to like a new, I mean, not quite on the same, like, like a new Far Cry. You know, I think that they, mm. a, a, a AAA game, quote unquote AAA game, they kind of pump out. You know, I bet those games move some crazy numbers, but maybe aren't that like really profitable. But I would imagine that like a game that has like such a huge following to it uh, and has is ultimately uh, probably a lower stakes investment like a hollow knight too what the hell is the second hollow knight uh silk song <sighs> silk song okay yeah, i forget the subtitle for it grace is more of the hollow knight super fan <laughs> than i am so i'm a little on my depth here but i would imagine in terms of like just raw profit and you know 
return on investment. I would like to think that like a huge game like yeah, that Far Cry Seven would uh, like do I very bet. similar to Silk Song, right? Oh yeah, in terms of like smaller budget, mm-hmm. and then yeah, or like um, Cuphead for Microsoft. Yeah, just in terms of like merchandise, it has this Netflix show, the Netflix now. TV show, which I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, that's kind of that's, that's what every episode. Hopefully, every episode is just swing you sinners. Um, which is a crazy cartoon. Go back and watch that. Actually, there is some sort of like single A news today with um, from Platinum. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, oh so Platinum as uh, president just said that the company's future titles will be different from previous works. Games that can be enjoyed and loved for a longer period of time due to market changes, which is usually code for pay to pay to play yeah. for pay to win. Oh, what, kind of what was like the premium that, games like right after new year's games as a service right after new year's the ceo of square what i mean there's the, lots of what, nft drama yeah what was what was the the language he used it was like people that play to earn as opposed to play for fun oh we yeah. don't want to have uh, was it play to play it was like he was like people these 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 fucking low lives over here just playing games for fun and not playing games to earn. I forget what the exact wordage was. And of course, there's a, you know, a language barrier. Um, but it was just like some insane language coming from that guy. And yeah, the Platinum games. You know, we're going to stop making uh, well-crafted games. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would like to hope that a lot of that stuff is maybe like a loss in translation thing a bit uh, with a language barrier. But like, no, play play to earn is like, I think kind of the core concept, but behind gaming NFTs. Yeah, that's not that's not a translation error on the for the Square president mm-hmm. or Square Soft president. Yeah. Square Enix. Square Enix. Enix. Yeah. Oh my god, I knew that was I knew Square Soft was wrong. <laughs> Square EA, as at one point EA actually just published squee- games for Square. Yeah. <laughs> and also NFTs. What can we say about them? that that uh it's pronounced neft yeah no more like no fucking thanks yeah i I watched the uh folding ideas video um about twice actually because it was two hour movie uh and yeah that guy hits on a lot of good stuff and uh a lot puts into words kind of what i already was um worried about it that there's something happening with the nfts that i think is kind of interesting and it'll be interesting to look back on when this is all over unfortunately we're still on the roller coaster uh but it's kind of interesting because it it reminds me a lot about of the um like inflated prices of retro games and how i think it was carl jobson i forget his youtube name but the the guy who who also does hello you legends the legends guy yeah speedrunner he does a lot of speedrunner videos i watched his guitar hero video uh, just recently yeah 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 and um how basically there was just sort of a beanie babies style scheme where people it, try to pump the price of yeah. retro games up it def it just feels like with these certified you know whatever the the, the idle rich with ins- with incredible carl jobs thank you yes you're absolute legend um with the with this incredible reach with this incredible amount of money just like throwing just like inventing shit to do mm-hmm. you know um it just seems like not for me. None of it seems like I, I, I don't care about any of it. But it is very strange how the amount of the number of celebrities, just over the last week, today, Eric Andre, 
or announced he's selling an NFT. No. Yeah. But he, 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 the, the way that's he, why Rosario left him. <laughs> she knew he was weak. She, she got to get that Devin Booker because Devin Booker was going to be maybe president at one point. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's the amount of celebrities that are jumping on that. Uh, not that I really care about celebrities much at all, but it's just, it's, it's, there's a, there's some kind of coordinated, I, there's a pattern here. There's some, there's something else happening. I Some can't, kind of like weird, yeah, like ecosystem. I mean, we get a lot of emails asking for us to make NFTs <laughs> all dude, the time. We got, um, we, at least one account DM'd us a couple times. I was like, hey, how much for a uh, sponsored t- uh, tweet about our DMs, about, about our cool NFTs? A million dollars. And, um. I think they might have come to us with a price. I just ignored them. But like they actually followed up a couple of times over the next couple of weeks. I'm like, hey, just come back around. You want to do this or not? They're actually very. A lot of the NFT people are pretty persistent. And that's yeah. yeah but it, it is totally just like the, the margins. They, they need to be persistent because they just need one or two suckers. So if they, you know, their, their odds are good. If they, if they badger 100 people and two of them fall for it, that's all they need. That's the margin that they're working on, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'll be uh, kind of like Nigerian prince scams. Yeah, and or the uh, remember the the, the GameStop. Remember, remember when the big uh, story this time last year was the GameStop uh, stock market stock market stuff. price? Yeah, yeah, it's still kind of crazy with GameStop. But that still just felt like people with a whole lot of money. They could. Just, I'm just gonna, I, I you know, I, I'm gonna throw twenty thousand dollars of GameStop stock because that that amount of money is nothing to me. Says these people, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not me. But that just kind of seems like that's the game they're playing. It just, yeah, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a part of that. And and also, I like to play games like Castle Crashers. Absolutely, I'm that's too. More my speed. I'm like, I'm just too lazy to be involved in something <laughs> like a scam like that. I, you know, like I just, I don't. I think about people who are like really into scams and that like hustle grind culture, and I'm just like. I feel like I don't I, know. I I just I kind of want to just snuggle with my dog and like yeah. You I know, feel make, like I really did that. Water when, my plants. Like when I started this Patreon, that was I think I kind of was a uh, swept up in that. I was seeing people like Spoonie and uh, uh, a handful of other people that were like opening up Patreons. And they were getting several thousand dollars right away, and I was like, I don't even need that much. Yeah, you know, I can just like I just get a, like a fraction of that. So, yep, made it work through a lot, a lot, a lot of hard work. But uh, I see parallels there. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of that extension of the millennial, like, oh, no, the job market's crap. And then you're like, oh, maybe I can turn my hobby into a job. And now you're just like (laughs) on the precarious edge all the time. I feel bad because I did do that. Yeah. But it's like I was I was in a really lucky kind of position where I could I could make that happen. Well, it's not I we're talking I'm talking about something different, which is like that alpha male rising grind. Yeah. You know, females. Calling people females all the time. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pet peeve of yours, yeah. Yeah. Oh, in particular. But like, I yeah, I don't know. I do. Girl. Oh yeah, girl boss can't yeah. ignore. You know, gatekeep girl pass. Gaslight. Yeah. Do, yeah. Watching the uh, uh, the Lululemon documentary uh, <laughs> a couple months Which ago, which is on Amazon. Is that what it, okay. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it's called exactly because we don't remember what anything's called. No, it's not our fortune. And also, that's like absolutely outside my wheelhouse. Like, I barely knew. I think I saw. Um, so a, a bit that Samantha B did where she was making fun of it where like you know the, the stitching was really bad and it looked like there was a B right on the crotch you know um, but so I was not really aware of it but the, watching that documentary 
at one point grace is like oh that's like us and youtube and patreon <laughs> oh lula rich and lula, lula row not lululemon oh lula row okay yeah, yeah, yeah but still um yeah i mean uber and what uber the the, the pandora's box of uber uh was 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 terrible like that that gig the gig nation that we're on now mm-hmm. um gig economy gig economy rather yeah strange time so you know what it is strange times but it's always kind of been strange times sure this kind of swap out the uh the dressing you know the, the, <laughs> they swap out the tapestry around sometimes it. you're a catalina other times you're italian <laughs> just yes yeah let's talk about other stuff okay well we do have a couple of questions that we can get to i'm gonna warm you up with an easy one all right um and thank you for the questions ever I, I the the last few episodes man we've been getting questions and it's we we can't we can't do them all really really appreciate all the new uh, uh all the new uh, uh attention we're getting appreciate okay. that so much this is from rando bear congrats you get to make a video game movie the catch is is it has to be really weird like kind of you know super mario bros dystopian cyberpunk city weird man what game would you pick and how would you make it weird? Well, it would have to be a game that wasn't already like that. Yeah. Because that that's the thing that was interesting about Mario is how they, they took this fantasy world and made it like real, you know? <laughs> so what if it's like Crash Bandicoot, but you make it like a Maltese Falcon noir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would go with like <laughs> he wears his cargo shorts. But they also somehow cover his face, so he's like, he opens them up. He's like, ah, he's selling stuff out of his cargo cargo jorts, but he yeah, also got yeah, a yeah. cigarette. And then when he gets him all these falcons, he goes, ah, da, da, da. <laughs> um, how about Klonoa? Because imagine a dark, gritty Klonoa's outfit is already kind of ridiculous. Klonoa's Klo- rad, but he's got okay. he's got the big hat, he's got the big gloves, mm-hmm. uh, and just imagine that being like kind of like you know mid 90s cyberpunk but then also uh if you're not really familiar with klonoa and i guess i'm only really familiar with like the first one Mm -hmm. but like there's sort of a part in the middle of the game where shit gets really sad all of a sudden there's sort of like a big ish twist right kind of out of nowhere and like so you could like making a dark gritty klonoa wouldn't be too much of a stretch it would take all the fun out of it for sure but i guess that's well, maybe no, the but point like, that's the that the thing yeah <laughs> if 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 if, if klonoa if the klonoa movie suddenly got dark that would still be honoring the source material right well what if we okay i'm i'm still thinking about like a a film noir like la detective black and white film mm-hmm. but what if it is instead banjo kazooie and then it's like kazooie's like I knew as soon as she walked in, she was trouble. <laughs> and it's it's like, and it's like the, the witch. skin is green. Yeah, but it's yeah. like the sexy wit version of the witch. Oh, now we talking. Yeah, with the big. There's so many big booby <laughs> characters in rare that wanted, game. Rare always wanted to have their big ass boobies. Big boobies, tiny waists, mm-hmm. like just Barbie dolls. But it's like skin that, is green as moss. Yeah, matcha. She walked in. With with her 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 lips were cherry red, like blood, and her skin was green like envy. 
Oh. And, I, and I knew, and I knew she was trouble. <laughs> she went, <laughs> 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 now, that's what I would like to see: a dark, gritty Maltese Falcon noir Banjo Kazooie with like you know Sin City style narration throughout. Oh yeah, but all the dialogue is. <laughs> So like a silent film <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, man. 1920s. Let's do this. Yeah. Before talkies. Okay. I guess the other one is I'd like to, I like Animal Crossing, but I guess like the impulse is you'd have to make it like dark and gritty. I feel like I've already seen so many good memes about that. Yeah. And fun cartoons about that um that unfortunately what's that movie with ewan mcgregor that's about heroin is it you train Mc... spotting yeah animal crossing but it's train spotting <laughs> how, how, how are we gonna handle the baby then uh i do like <laughs> the chat says uh jumping flash but a psychological thriller i mean it already is a psychological thriller that first First person. Robert, just believe. You're the only one who could save us. Like, Jump and go. Yeah. There's only one man for the job. Robert can do the job. <laughs> Jump, Robert. Jump and go. <laughs> I'm just doing that that TikTok where the guy's like, we got to get all these knives across the city, but no one has a car. There's only one man for the job. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Ghost in the Shell, but it's Klonoa. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a fun exercise. We should come back to it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Brando. Well, we do like the exact opposite, but like, you know, like Silent Hill 2, but like it's a gigantic Kirby cutscene. It's really, it is nothing but like, it's, it's rated G and it's really cute. You know. Um, okay. So we have kind of a long question from Quentin. Basically asking, I'm going to condense their question down. Um, do we think that, do you, do we ever think like the idea of this thing bad, you know, that kind of basic format will ever stop being like kind of the most popular style of content? If that makes sense. I mean. Does that make sense? Oh. This and the is sort of like how, asking, how like this discourse and like criticism has shifted. Yeah. And the the reason they're asking basically is like. Because the they appreciate our more light-hearted, appreciative, and informative tone, but they feel like the Xbox One past mortem was more negative in tone, which was completely reasonable. Yeah. But like, is that how does that affect how you guys think about videos or videos doing well or whatnot? No, I mean it's like I didn't enjoy the my number nine videos that we did, and in, in the in the sense that like. I was rooting for Mino number nine too, and at the time I thought that Keiji Inafune was like you know one of the uh, Mount Rushmore of Japanese you know game design, and his name being attached to so many games that I I grew up with, uh, I didn't enjoy making what was basically a hit piece. But I mean a hit piece, it wasn't a hit piece so much that we were just delivering the facts as they were. Sure. And maybe. I mean, so basically we've dabbled with the more negative stuff and it tends to come out more in the past mortems. And I think it's because I'm more of the, um, I, I kind of tend to be the right main writer mm -hmm. for those. 
and I'm more negative person. <laughs> Not negative. It's yeah. just that I, I guess those are the things I find interesting. It's kind of, it is difficult because it's sort of like, I don't know. Like, I think there's a difference between like saying something, like having an opinion on something and coming out with it and having a reason for your opinion and just coming out and being like, thing bad, you mm-hmm. know, and just saying. I mean, that was the ukulele video. I mean, so yeah, that but so it, it happens. I, but like, but I, that, that was not me. Pull, I was, I was, I felt I, at the time. I felt like I was the only one who was actually not. I was the weird one who didn't like that game. Yeah, Arlo and Completionist. Everybody else is out there being like, "This game's great," and I was like, "I don't know what the hell y'all playing." <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. You actually were telling me the other day that I was pitching past mortem topics to you, and you were like, "I want to do something where it it works out in the end." <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, going <laughs> and through this. I was this... like, "No, that's not fun, though." Well, I mean, that well, it's also like Wait, that's, we have it's... done some where it works out in the end, like we did the Dark Souls one forever ago. Yeah. Oh, it's also like not really. There's another variable here. Is that like you know YouTube. These things don't happen in a vacuum. Uh, you know, we make the videos that people want to click on. And that's also kind of the invisible hand of YouTube and how they measure, yeah. uh, you know, reactions, how they measure engagement. Uh, negativity sells. Sure. I um, mean, like, think about the YouTube videos that we've referenced just in this show. They're all, quote unquote, thing bad <laughs> style yeah. videos. It is sort of, I think, what you know, people, what I gravitate towards and people gravitate towards. And I think that's just because like intellectually, it's so much harder to make something, say that something's good and then make it interesting, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's a lot easier to say something's bad and kind of make that interesting. I mean, another huge factor of kind of the climate that we're in, I think a huge uh, a lot of that goes to Red Letter Media and their like Star Wars Episode One review that came out like what ten, mm-hmm. ten fifteen years ago now, but like uh, that was just a. I, I remember even seeing that for the first time and thinking it was just like the like I thought it was absolutely brilliant, a game changing video, but you know, a lot of that negativity, kind of hating on shit just to ha- just to hate on it, uh, just never really appealed to me, and so. As far as like where his discourse is going, I guess I just think I, I've always just ch- I've always just chose the topics that I thought were interesting and made the stuff that the best as I could mm-hmm. uh, and tried to kind of pay attention to trends in so much that like maybe this topic has been well covered. But in terms of how we, you know, carry ourselves, I guess I wasn't exactly sure how the question was framed. Yeah. But um. We only have it's yeah we we can we make the videos that we do but also we are of course part of this ecosystem of the internet social media and YouTube mm-hmm. you know we can't really change that but I, even though I do feel like the fact that we do get on I have got videos where we're like here's a bad game and I love this bad game you know just like being able to say that like the bar's low you know mm-hmm. in terms of being positive. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, I've said a lot before that I don't believe that there's really good and bad media. There's interesting and, and uninteresting. Uh, and, you know, good and bad media can be both interesting and un- and interesting. How else do you explain playing bad GBA games and it's watching bad movies is f- super fun? How else do you explain that? You know, I get the same enjoyment out of it. 
And so I don't know. I I, I have I just kind of going by. Just follow my heart, man. Mm-hmm. Just doing me. I guess I don't think too much, too bigger about it because then I kind of get my, my head gets big. I don't know. All right. So this is a question from JMH, another light one for us. Um, the question is, do you guys ever find yourself struggling with parasocial relationships with fans? Uh, I worry about people looking up to me, I guess. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, I do like, hey, when we make videos, we don't use the bad takes, right? Sure. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they, um, I, you know, I, and maybe that's a, a strange way to kind of put that analogously, but, um, I don't know. I, I've, I've, I will say I've never had a problem with someone coming up to us and not being cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's never, like, I've never had really a bad experience. Most people are really nice and people get it. Um, Derek's not really your uncle. No, I, am, I am really an uncle, but not your uncle. <laughs> um yeah so i i don't know it's it is weird i i feel like we try really hard to be like open and honest about like hey this is what's going on for us mm-hmm. and not try to like i don't i don't know like manipulate people or yeah make, i don't know i feel like we that's kind of what I, I we do, try to I, do i do try to be open. i try to be real and it's like I, I talk a lot about like yeah we talked talked a lot about like you know i had to go gluten-free last year and uh, you know, we both had issues with anxiety and depression, the two of us. And, you know, and toothpaste, uh, toothpaste related problems, <laughs> uh, which uh, were manufactured by the way. They weren't even problems. You left it in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, we, fa- I found that, I think we found that out after the podcast. Yeah, no, I, I, I posted a picture. Of it. Anyway, oh. <laughs> um, I don't try, know, but also I, to... I, I, I treat this like a job. I clock off. Yeah. You know, yeah. I play goofy games and I have a lot of fun. But yo, when I'm off the clock, I'm just like on the couch playing Bloodborne. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm just playing it out with my dogs. Yeah. Um, Grace and I are going to get dinner. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, I have this persona, but it's also, I, I don't do that 24-7. I can't just be out here playing bad games all the time. I need to have a break from that. You need to have your Castle Crashers break. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, being self-motivated and being self-employed is certainly really fun. That rise and grind mentality. But also, you know, for the longest time, I didn't really know how to clock off. I had to learn how to do that over these last, you know, couple of years. And that's been a thing that's kept me going was actually stopping, mm-hmm. being able to stop. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I hope that I don't know that a lot of people look up to me. And that's also a dumb thing I'm getting in my head. But uh, I guess when I think about it, I know it comes. It's like it comes with the territory. It's the job. You know, I'm a celebrity to some people, uh, which is also weird to say out loud. Uh, I'm not super comfortable with it, but it is what it is. Um, I'll just say, hey, don't look up to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I will, I will probably, probably let you down. So I guess it's like, it's a complicated topic. But I do see that some people, not a lot of my peers, um, but I do see, you know, some people, YouTube is a big place. Social media is a big place. I see people that definitely... Uh, push that parasocial thing mm-hmm. and it does feel manipulative and it feels gross um and it's, it's like and i think those people like they know what they're doing and they know why they're doing that um that kind of bums me out yeah for sure all right easy question favorite least favorite vegetable oh man favorite vegetable okay sorry hard question <laughs> i was like i'm thinking about like i like a green pepper also a solid carrot can't be a can't be oh God. when when the, when the, when you bite into the carrot and it don't and it like kind of snaps really easy. It bites back. 
No, well, don't bite back. Mm. You don't want a chewy carrot. You want like a crisp effervescent. Yeah. You know, when you bite into a carrot and it's like mist in your, it, you get a little mist up your nose. Like it's just like, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Least favorite, probably because you make me eat Brussels sprouts all the time. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Not a huge fan. They're just, they're just bitter, man. They're fucking they're bitter and they have a weird texture. They're the bitter is good for you. Um, I don't know if I You don't like, bro- you could shave them, put them in a salad, you can yeah, cook them. There's I also, so many things you can I do I also don't like the texture of a mushroom, but if you cut it down, you know, Cuisinart that shit, don't tell me that I'm eating, you know, chopped mushrooms and I'll be like, hey, this is a cool, has a cool taste. That's actually like one of the in terms of our relationship and in terms of me cooking in our relationship, just realizing that if I cut the mushrooms just very small, yeah. it'll we can still have them is very good. What about you, Greg? I feel like this is an easy question for you because... I was honestly going to say Brussels sprouts is my favorite vegetable. <laughs> um, can they get along? Can they get along? These two. Least favorite? Um, For a long time, I would have said cauliflower, but it's been growing on me lately. Oh, God, has it? Yeah. That's not supposed to grow there. <laughs> it's terrifying. I think probably celery. But even then, like, I appreciate celery in a soup context. But just eating celery raw, I just hate yeah. it. It gets in your teeth. It's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of like, okay on celery. Take it or leave it. Would you eat, like, ants on a log? Of course. But then it feels like I'm, like, defeating the purpose of it. Because it's like... I'm if ants on a log is like what chocolate chips and no, peanut butter, peanut raisins, butter and raisins, raisins. which is yeah. disgusting. Which raisins are gross. They they're a bummer. Golden raisins are good. Golden. Ra- I've only enjoyed golden raisins. Like well, actually, I don't, I never I didn't even know they were a thing. And I I had them once on um like I made a weird like relish that involved golden raisins and coconut and turmeric mm. and. I remember Lemon. this. I can, like, I'm sorry for like naming it. everything. Oh my god! And I had it on a cauliflower, like a cauliflower steak situation. Yeah. Very good. Very very flipping it, good. It, it is it is weird to defend raisins because they are typically on things like cookies and shit like that. They do not. They don't belong there. Yeah. And they also look like chocolate chips, and it's a rude awakening. I think, and people who like oatmeal raisin cookies are perhaps British. I, like that's the only like reasonable way I can explain it. Like you 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 come from a culture of the north <laughs> where we you can't have the nice things mm-hmm. and this is what you your your people came up with. And you have instead. spent time over there so I'll just <laughs> assume you're some kind of, of authority. Cake, lots of I I personally don't really like a fruit-based dessert. They one exception love sticky toffee pudding which involves figs mm. I, i'll 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 fuck with a fig mm-hmm. say that here first oh i will say that but. i used to um get my uh i used to have to get uh blood tests when i was younger mm-hmm. um and the doctor had a really shaky hand and he used to w- used to draw blood from me with this weird contraption that i've never seen anyone ever use again i it, it was like a thumbtack it was like a tube on a thumbtack and that was how he was he would get to my vein uh, and I had to be fasting for those. Mm-hmm. And when I was done, it was it was not a pleasant experience. No, that sounds terrible. Yeah. And he was like, all right, well, you don't have to be fasting anymore. So here is one small can of treetop apples, apple juice uh, and two Fig Newtons. And that's what he would Oof. give me. And I don't like Fig Newtons. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't even apple think. Apple juice I'm cool with, but like. It's not that, that doctor 
it's not the doctors that's making you not like fig newtons i think fig newtons are just not a good mm. got not a good snack i mean they already had a like they they were already behind you know it was already not looking good for, for fig newtons and then that also on top of that yeah i i think fig newtons are kind of wow i'm having really strong opinions old people food <laughs> that that is from an era when you know how like gelatin salads were like a oh, huge yeah. deal it's like yep. a gelatin salad food well you yeah every time you bring that up dessert. around my family my, my grandma was 100 percent had yeah the green goop salad the that, world war ii jello mm-hmm. salad 100 percent. shout out to grandpa in world war ii <laughs> i just don't think i think that those are the kinds of foods that were just born out of that like oh you know having certain kinds of foods is a treat and, you know it was before like I guess the weird globalism that we're in now where I can eat an orange basically anytime I want. Yeah. You know, it's from a time before and I can understand in that sort of situation why someone would like a Fig Newton, but Mm -hmm. not me. Yeah. (laughs) Raisins kind of suck. Yeah. Raisins are not good, but they're a bummer. uh, I guess raisins on the other hand, just get cranberries. No, just, just go all the way and get cranberries. Don't even bother with this. Cranberries. Cranberries are great. You don't like cranberries. Yeah, I do. Since when? Since I, I you don't, you won't almonds even and eat, cranberries. You I don't love. even eat cranberries at Thanksgiving. Not cranberry sauce. You, you like craisins. Dried cranberry. Cra- those, a, cra- those, a craisin is a dried cranberry. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was some kind of weird middle ground. It that could was be. like a okay. Well, yeah, no, but I Whenever I go to like the scoop section of the store, they just call them cranberries. Dried cranberries. Yeah, dried cranberries, man. Yeah, craisin is Hell probably yeah. like a weird marketing thing that I absorbed from my youth. No, yeah, no, wait, chocolate covered raisins? Yes. You no. Yes. Still bad. No. Yes. Mm-mm. Gotta try. No, sorry, sorry. there are there is a time and a place for raisins. It is very seldom is that time there. But what about if? But, okay, so if someone came in front of you and they set down on one hand chocolate cover, covered raisin, on the other hand. Like chocolate covered acai berry. I mean, like, no, hold on. If there's like a choice, yeah. Okay, so like, if literally any other chocolate covered fruit was next to a chocolate covered raisin, you would pick not ra- any. It's not like literally, is, is it dirt or chocolate raisin? No, that's that's the one time you pick a chocolate raisin. It's okay. more of like, here's a raisin. I'm cool, but it has chocolate. Eh. I would this, literally this, eat you, the you, you are comparing it to other cho- chocolate covered shit's amazing. <laughs> That's not a fair. That is a false equivalency. I'm trying to. I'm just keeping this in the raisin ballpark, and you're like just bringing in all chocolate. Like that's not fair. Of course, there's better chocolate. Chocolate on other shits better than raisins. Of course. Okay. But if it's like here's a bunch of rate, like here's raisins, eh? Raisins in a cookie, eh? Raisins in chocolate. All right. No. Keep talking. Okay. Or like even like the yogurt, like the 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 like yogurt covered. Yo- oh, hell yeah, man. The like the because you they're also usually in, like the scoop section uh-huh. like white covered yeah those are fantastic no, nah disagree to disagree Grace, so Grace is winning raisins are bad no matter what <laughs> I mean also if you want to live your life and not eat raisins ever like that's totally a valid <laughs> that is that is a, that is a righteous path that is a good path you to know someone's got to eat the raisins Lord knows they sell enough of them somehow yeah. do you think it's like the the child care like preschool industry that is single-handedly keeping raisins alive it's probably that and like maybe like old people who need to get fiber in their diet somehow 
Like, probably. That's probably like those are those are like the little the two hands. Yeah. In I that picture see. that are that are keeping the raisin industry afloat. Because I, I feel like I raisins were a huge part of my childhood. Like they were everywhere. Every you know, you're at a little kid kid's birthday there's like raisin snacks you know you're at soccer games raisin snacks there's always that one house I, at, at halloween would give you fucking <laughs> boxes of raisins yeah They're like hey you throw this away it's just crazy nah. that, that i think that that there's probably some truth to that mm-hmm. yeah kind of like how we's were supported by hospitals <laughs> hospitals and, and, old, and folks old folks homes, homes but yeah yep. they they out here doing the good work i suppose yeah. Or maybe it's like the penny. There's just like a handful of like penny companies that make money off of selling zinc and they just lobby to have the penny around so that they can keep selling zinc and making money. Chocolate covered zinc, though. <laughs> now we talk. <laughs> maybe someone should pitch that to them. Yeah, just put zinc in. Yeah, they probably have like gummy bears with zinc in them. Those, you know, multivitamin yeah. gummies. It's good for your nails, they say. Yeah. Do we have one, one last question? Um... Gosh, a lot of these we kind of went over. Oh, did we? Uh, do, do, do. Oh, there was one question about an anime from uh, Dungeon Scrams. Uh-oh. And it was about the anime Precure, which is like a magical girl anime, and they were wondering if we're familiar with it. No. no. <laughs> don't, I don't watch a lot of anime. And, unfortunately, any anime, we're just like, it's just like over yeah. our heads. There's a lot. There's too much, too much anime out there. There's yeah. there's more anime than ever. There is. That's that's kind of cool. That's either a, a good or a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate all the anime that has insanely long names. Like names that feel like they're just like tags, the tag section of a website. Well, I bet a lot of those, some of those like just, again, the translation. It, 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 this long ass name makes sense in Japanese, maybe not in English. I, I don't know. I feel like there's probably like some sort of weird... Like too much anime, Derek says, pausing his Azumanga Dio DVD. I got like, yeah, Azumanga Dio and Fish of the North Star. Derek and I oh, legit the, oh, got oh, into a fight yesterday because he was going to take his Azumanga Dio DVDs out of the living room. I was trying to make space. I was trying to make space for some more Blu-rays, but you were like, it looks so good. And I was like, All right. it's my favorite that, case. If there are more anime as good as Azumanga Dio, I would watch more anime. I finally finished... Um, Call me can't communicate. Oh, is it finished? I mean, I yeah, the season. Or you caught over. up on it? Yeah, yeah. Finished. I it would up. watch. I would watch that. That one's pretty cute. That was yeah. I like that. Also, way of the house husband is hilarious. Yeah, that, the, the show is the same joke over and over again. We, but man, that joke is a good joke. We like that one because that that one was actually a little controversial when it came out because of the art style. Yeah, I guess the it, way it's animated. Yeah, I guess it didn't bother me. Yeah. We're scrubs. So. Yeah, like, yeah, our opinions on anime are should, should not be uh, taken. Our opinions on just about anything probably shouldn't be taken. Yeah, but. except for reasons. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, I feel like that's a good place to end it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you're listening to this after we record it live exclusively from our for our patrons, mm-hmm. um, please you know com. Well, I almost said like, comment, subscribe. Please, yeah, I guess subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. Video coming soon. I know it's been a long time. Video is coming on it, and it's it's just taking so long because the video is like forty five minutes long. Yes, the, the, yeah, but the cut, it, it the is cut coming. Is currently, uh, uh, forty minutes. So hoping yeah. to get something for you guys around the beginning of next week, middle of next week. Mm-hmm. 
that seems kind of reasonable. Yeah, I mean, after that, like, I was I was uh, punching up the edit before this, and then I'm um, gonna get some dinner and then get right back to work. Get back to it. Get back to it. Yeah. yeah. Next podcast will be recorded on the 21st of February, which, if you are in the United States, that's President's Day. Yeah. Um, from now on, it's Podcast Day. Yeah. And there are presidents who have podcasts, so you know. What are they doing on that day? It's true. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's that's it. Yeah, next. Yeah, so we'll see you in two weeks. The first and third uh, Mondays of the week. Month. Of the month. That's a video. Yeah. I need to get some dinner. Yeah. I'm going to get off this podcast and get some dinner. Let's see. Okay. Good night, everybody. Bye.